0: welcome to the latest episode of the online warriors podcast hey it's it's january there may be snow on the ground depending on your neck of the woods there's snow on the ground in our neck of the woods but there's also snow on the ground in a lot of necks of the woods so it doesn't really narrow much down think the whole eastern
1: seaboard correct is seaboard the right word
0: seaboard is the right word I, i was just gonna say why do woods have necks or like how do woods have necks why does woods have body parts i can't even ask the question are you okay i'm fine i was going to ask also because we were just this was just said before we started recording i'm I'm bleeding us in risking it for the biscuit why would you risk anything for a biscuit biscuits are like five cents i mean i think here but like
1: in the uk i might be wrong but i believe they call Uh, cookies biscuits and why wouldn't you risk it all for a cookie
0: i'd risk it for a cookie i'm gonna give a few reasons to not risk anything for a cookie but it's better than risking it for a, like an american style
2: biscuit and what which if is it's good, like, but again it's what like, if it's like from like a child's sense right you're risking maybe getting scalded from your parents but you'll get a cookie oh yeah every kid's risking that now i think the
0: most plausible scenario for this euphemism is you're a dog in this scenario and you're risking something for a dog biscuit i don't, I don't think know what your dog
2: has ever said that though
0: but dogs will do anything for a dog biscuit. They will risk anything. They will risk their lives or the lives of their owners for a dog biscuit. So I think that's when it makes the most sense. But either way, let's risk it for the biscuit. Let's record a podcast. It's not going to be that risky. We're all fine. We're all safe. We're, we're in our homes doing things like normal. I am a Legal 86. I am one of your three hosts. I am joined by Tectic and Nerd Bomber who are sitting right over there. They've, you've heard from them already. Uh, they've said things. They're going to say more things because... We have a lot to get to today. The wheel of the world turns onward. Uh, We're going to talk about the Santa Claus, Tim Allen, you know, you know, the movie you've all seen it at this point started in 1994. It's been a while. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about the Knights of Ren, a rumored star Wars project that appears to have gotten a leaked trailer. We're going to kick off with that, but we also are going to talk later about Kirby, Kirby and the forgotten land specifically. But I do want to start with the Knights of Ren. Now, I'm going to defer for... I usually, I feel like when we talk about trailers on this show, I usually introduce it by saying what my opinion is. And uh, we're going to buck that trend here, if only to keep listeners on their toes, but also to give you guys that uh, your fair shot at breaking into something before I've you know already broken into it. So, Nerd Bomber, I want your... So, this, this is a one-minute trailer that was recorded on a cell phone. That's like this. This is a... If, if this is indeed real, which I guess we should talk about... It is definitively a leak. It was not supposed to be released. It is bootlegged footage. But, you know, take from what you will, from that one minute of bootleg, self-recorded footage, what what was your takeaway? What was your investment? Uh, What was your general feeling?
1: All right. So first, to kind of describe the trailer to anybody who hasn't seen it yet, it basically shows a Knight of Ren jumping onto a TIE fighter and then basically cutting down an X-Wing. Did I summarize that succinctly?
0: yeah in-air acrobatics i think he might come out of the. well no he's not because someone's got to be flying the tie fighter he's like he's kind of like on the tie fighter in the beginning he's kind of like pops up and he's on it and then he jumps the tie fighter's chasing the x-wing and he jumps from the tie fighter to the x-wing and you know
1: slice and dice is it
0: yeah lightsabers it So So that's yeah, and that's all that happens. That's it. Yeah, that's all
1: we really see. Then they like kind of show the whole the title screen, like Knights of Ren, a Star Wars story. And so, first of all, the fact that we're seeing like a Star Wars story, I think the last time we've gotten a quote unquote Star Wars story was what Rogue One. So it's not like a mainline entry. It's going to be more of like a side stories sort of deal, which I kind of like that because I think we've talked about this a lot. But like stepping away from the skywalkers and not following them so intently i feel like star wars is such a big world to explore so i think it's kind of cool that we are exploring it that said like from what i remember the last few times they've showed the knights of ren they kind of made them seem like bumbling idiots
0: we don't see much of them in general but i think that's like low level that characterization
1: Yeah, they yeah, seem I mean, more like stooges than like people who have agency and can actually do fun aerial acrobatics, you know? Like, they they don't right. seem to be very, like, they're not very threatening or anything like that. for the little very, that we know about them. Like a mad dog. Very quickly
2: dispatched. You can easily like, outsmart y- a mad dog, but, like, it's also kind of vicious, I think would be it. Well,
0: okay. Let's give them a little bit of credit. So, yeah, mad dog main... vicious the main combat scene that i remember seeing the knights of ren in is in the rise of skywalker mm-hmm. which let's get this out of the way is not the best it's not the best i th- i believe kylo ren at that point i guess he has been solo again spoiler alert but we're past that point he does that whoosh thing with the lightsaber where he like grabs it from behind his back cuz ray like teleports it to him uh if you're a knight of ren if i was a knight of ren in that situation i'd be like what the hell I would lose that fight because I'd be just I'd be I'd be flummoxed I'd be flabbergasted by what happened but yeah there I mean he dispatches all of them very easily with really no pomp and circumstance just okay there's it's four versus one or whatever the number may be but it doesn't matter because we're nearing the end of the movie and we have to we have to do stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, b- besides that point though we don't how much of them do we even really see it's like well, it's nothing
2: I think piggybacking off of that point of him dispatching them I think we need to explore a little bit into what exactly the Knights of Ren are and kind of the history behind that, right? So we all know his name is Kylo Ren and obviously- well, his
1: bad guy name.
2: His bad guy name. And we know that his real name is Ben Solo. And so there's, there's a talking point to be had there and that is that the Knights of Ren follow a leader- of sorts, and and Ben had came in at some point in the timeline, took out their leader, and he became the new Ren. He became their new leader. So obviously, he should be able to just spank them because he's he's well, their boss. Well, who well who's to
0: say this may be war, and I may not know. But is I thought he was the first Kylo Ren slash the only Kylo Ren. I thought that was just his cool name. But you, you're saying there was a previous Kylo Ren that he
2: the Knights of Ren, came Ren follow and, him because he spanked the original the previous Oh, friend.
0: okay. Is this I thought out of the Knights like a of comic Ren? Book?
2: Uh, yes. Sounds like
1: it. Okay. Him.
0: I I thought the Knights of Ren followed him because he was Kylo Ren and he was really cool and powerful and bad. Like they they're just to me they're just kind of until now, until this this thing is happening, they're just kind of acolytes that you don't really need to know much about.
2: Well, uh, I you know, the yeah, reason why on. I wanted to interject that point is because I think what we've seen and what we've been exposed to of them is the end of their timeline. And so inevitably what this has to be is probably them prior to ben solo even being introduced where they're reporting to a previous boss man
1: what i really hope that they do with this if that is the case like i would love to see and this is something that i thought we would get with finn a little bit more but i want to see more in-depth characterization of like the bad guys you know because they always just kind of paint a sweeping picture And i know they kind of did this too with anakin but like eh they kind of paint a sweeping picture, though, of all of the bad guys in Star Wars just being, like, bad guys. But I want to see, like, well, right. the well, mind of a stormtrooper or the mind of a Knight of Ren. And I want them to actually be, like, compelling, interesting characters that are more one-dimensional than, hey, I'm just a bad guy. You at know? least
2: in the very end of this series, they have to introduce Ben Solo in his, like, true, uncorrupted-by-goodness state when he like slaughters someone
0: i you know it's, i i agree with a lot of the points that have been made i mean star wars does have a I, I wouldn't call it a problem because the sith are very cool and very evil and like very compelling as villains you don't really know anything about them other than that they don't like the jedi like i, I think it would be very cool to take a, a set of evil people villains and explore why they are evil maybe give them motivations that people can potentially relate to like like the Thanos thing right there are people who there's like a whole subreddit that's like Thanos was right right I want the Knights of Ren to be characterized in such a way that some people are like maybe they have you know they're not they're not just objectively evil Sith bad people maybe they have something else going on maybe they're fighting the rebellion for a very good or or good to them reason right I
2: with that said I mean I've said this before with any time we talk about villains right they're the hero of their own story they think they're the good right guy. they should be exactly
0: i think the premise of this because we've, we've been hearing about this for a while i think it's a fantastic premise i have to come down on this trailer a little bit because this is ridiculous but like i get that this is star wars we don't have to necessarily care about the laws of physics right i would like to a little bit like just care a little bit about the laws of physics and we've departed from that. I mean, he- Well, he, assuming they all have this,
1: lightsabers though, like they can use the force to make y- themselves sure. flip and flop through the air, right?
0: But but have you seen a Jedi flip and flop from ship to ship? No, like, like theoretically, that may be within the bounds of the force. So you're saying you would have preferred capability it the if, force, if, but if it was ridiculous.
2: was in front of the other ship and he like flew backwards.
0: I suppose that would be better. I don't know. I just like it. It it was very corny to me, and and also, by the way, for the detail oriented folks out there, this guy gets up on the tie fighter, draws a red lightsaber in very cool fashion, jumps to another ship, and starts hacking at it with his with his lightsaber. Right with his one lightsaber. You know what's interesting to me, and this is kind of a well, hold on, though. hold on, hold on. Then the ship crashes. Then what happens?
1: Then yes, two.
0: He has two. Use the second one. What are you doing holding the second one until the ship has crashed? The guy in the ship is dead. First of all, what are you drawing your lightsabers for at all at that point?
1: To show and that he has two cool lightsabers. To show obviously. that he
0: is two Right. I guess that's the only reason, but that's not a good enough reason. Like I just I I, I want these guys to because like when I think of these guys too, like I think of the ring race from The Lord of the Rings. Which, you know, they're not cool, but like they're visually interesting. They're They're very menacing characters. I want these guys to be that and not be uh, cartoons. And this was cartoony to me. Like have them be menacing in the Darth Vader way, which is most of the time very subtle. Have them do that. Don't have them do what was done in this trailer. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Again, as is my my way. It seems like in 2022 so far, just sucking all the fun out of the room with these trailers. But I am what I am. I have my opinions.
1: I feel like I give Disney a little bit of faith and leeway just because... I mean, I've heard... We haven't watched The Book of Boba Fett yet. I don't know if you have. But I've been hearing some rumors about that. But like everything else that Disney has done with Disney Plus... Because I believe at the end of this little teaser or leak, at the end of the trailer, they showed the Disney Plus logo, which leads me to believe that this is going to be right. made for Disney Plus. And for the most part, everything that they've done on Disney Plus and for Disney Plus, whether it's MCU or Star Wars, has been pretty decent. So, like... This is something that probably we weren't meant to see. I mean, heck, it may not even be real. If it's not real, though, like, kudos right. to whatever animator slapped this together in their spare time.
0: I but like, I will say, I could see it not being real. Because it's just like, I, I, I get that they have to, or they might feel an obligation to just throw spectacle at you, to entice you. I don't know. I guess, I guess I do feel a little bit like Disney might be better than this. So I, I do have some reservations about the authenticity incidentally has anyone watched hawkeye because i have not i don't know if that i think that's been okay but i don't know if that's been like particularly amazing so i don't know i'm not as willing to give disney plus a blank check or or, i guess i'm not giving them any money but you get my
2: point this might not even be the whole trailer too is the other thing to consider
0: certainly true there's there's a lot of variables here and uh, incidentally, we're gonna be talking about disney plus more in the next the next segment too and Tripoli, incidentally do you guys watch eternals yet
1: no we haven't yet
0: but we almost did yesterday. Uh, we watched something else instead. Do you know why?
1: Because it's Eternals... NFL Wildcard Weekend.
0: No, no, we watched Crazy Rich Asians, and I'll talk about that later. Um, but it's two, it's two hours and thirty seven minutes. Eternals is not Crazy Rich Asians. At this point in my life, that's a long movie, guys. Like that's it's going to take something pretty significant for me to want to do that. Like Spider Man Far From Home was pretty long, or No Way Home was pretty long, but you know, I I went to that for obvious reasons eternals i've heard isn't even that good (laughs) and like it's just very hard for me to want to make that time investment sidebar i mean it's no different Uh,
2: than a series when you sink, you know four hours binging it that's true
0: look the psychosis of streaming services is is in the process of being diagnosed this is i mean what you're describing is already a meme of like do you want to watch three hour movie no i'd rather watch 10 hours of one hour episodes
1: hear me out though like I believe back in the day, and this might have been before there were even like color or audio movies. I think this might have been like silent black and white movies. But I think if you had a long movie, I'm pretty sure like they would cut in a break and the theaters would actually like give you a break to get up. And part of it was probably driven by concessions, but also like you could go to the bathroom. And when we start getting into these like two and a half, three hour long movies, why don't they do that? Like, I, one of the things I appreciate about watching movies at home, especially now that, like, in the last few years, especially, you know, there's been the concurrent releases. And one of the things that I actually really loved. You could pause. Right. Was when we were watching the Snyder Cut, we paused it several times. We were like, okay, this is like a. Five hour waiting oh, yeah, movie, you're, like we're, you're we're, only
0: human, right? <laughs> you have to pause it at some point.
1: But like, also, we do that during like two hour movies, and it's nice. Like halfway through, you get up, you refresh your popcorn and your drink, and you don't miss anything, and you don't feel like a rush to run to the bathroom because you don't you want to miss. I'm gonna like, find a, a little
2: MP4 file of those little those cartoonish snacks saying yeah, to go to, to the friends. lobby, Let's and whenever we whenever we pause, I'm gonna make sure that that's playing on the television.
0: it's so. I think I've seen two movies that have done that, and by the way, both of them I did not enjoy. Gone with the Wind, I didn't even finish, and that one they put an intermission in there because that movie is literally like four hours long. Isn't like that a, supposed to be one of the mark. like
1: best movies of all time? Yeah,
0: what, whatever. I was like, it was at, after two hours they put up an intermission card, and they're like, you're halfway through, and I was like, no, I'm all the way through, and I turned it off. It's like it's all of the Civil War stuff. It just bored me. The other one was Space Odyssey, which. I believe has an intermission, and I believe I, I watched the whole one of that one. But man, I just didn't get that one. That's like one. Everyone—it's again. Everyone talks about how great that movie is, and I was like, I don't. What is? What is the deal here? What is the big deal? Not what is the big deal. I know what the big deal is, but like, it's not that good. That's that's my. I just made a lot of people upset at OW at Legal Eighty Six. You can yell at me there. I know you will.
2: I look forward to it.
0: So yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts about Knights of Ren? Uh, this this is going to be a show, ostensibly. So no, there's no intermission. Concern. I think there is yeah. going to
2: be something to look forward to. And physics aside, it's it's Jedi magic. Do with it what you will. And let's let's look forward to some some villainous character development.
0: I can, I can get there on the on the force jumping stuff. It's just it's something we've never seen before, and they did it so in such like a glib manner. I just I wasn't receptive to it. Maybe I will be when they, if they stage it better. I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I guess I'll leave it there. I mean, this, we don't have a release date for this yet. This is, again, a leaked video. So the validity itself can and should be called into question. But uh, this project itself is happening at some point. Whether this is an actual trailer for what it is, we will find out likely very soon. Let's stick with Disney+. Let's, let's, let's get into happier territory, I think. The Santa Claus is, I might have actually mentioned the Santa Claus on my Christmas favorites video, I mean, one of the vlogs back in, I think, November or December. This is an annual watch for me, the original one. It's it—it's Tim Allen, who honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of, but he's at the height of his power in, when this movie comes out. This is like, I think he was in the middle of like the home improvement run. He was at his funniest. He's amazing in this movie. I also think this is the best and maybe the, well, I don't want to say most authentic, but like the most imaginative and just overall best portrayal of santa claus in any movie and i actually think that might be what i this was like that was superlative i assigned to this in that vlog i talked about it's the best north pole it's the best the whole santa like mythos is so well done in in all the all three of the movies honestly but i really only watched the first and second ones
2: first is this the best
0: the first is the best yeah i actually haven't even i think about i haven't watched the third i do watch the second every year too though because the second one has some really good scenes in it
1: well the third he one needs, to get, a, needs one, to get a wife third one got wonky because that had like jack frost in it right
0: martin yeah martin short i didn't yeah. watch it i just know that i know the vague like the the vague details vague details is an oxymoron but you get my point the news here is that disney plus is going to be popping this into a series uh, starring tim allen and tim allen i believe is also set to produce executive producer series he will be returning as Scott Calvin, and the general premise is he's looking to get out. He's nearing his 65th birthday, and he wants to return to the normal world, so he sets out to find a suitable replacement, Santa, while preparing his family to leave the North Pole. So, I have hot takes. again, this is... I do, too. I, I, I definitely want to hear them. The third movie came out over 15 years ago. That's, that's a bullet point that's worth mentioning. This is, again, there's no release window for this. It's in the very early going. It's basically just been announced. I assume one or all of your takes, hot takes on this, are who is the next Santa Claus?
1: Yeah, that is one of my hot takes.
0: Okay, well, let's hear it. Nothing slash no one comes to mind here, so hit me with them. What okay. do you got?
1: So my first hot take is that this absolutely does not need to happen, and all this this series is meant to do is basically serve as the bridge to resurrect a reboot. And I don't know how I feel about that because the classic movie I feel like should shouldn't be touched. Even like the third movie, by the time it got to the third movie, they made him into like a doll or something, and I didn't like that. That was
0: the se- no, that's the second movie. Is that and that that that, that part is like pretty that. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's the second one.
1: So, like, the first I treasure, and it feels sacrilegious to reboot it in any way. But I do think if you're going to do it, you have to... I don't know what the actor who played his son is doing these days. I legit have no clue. Oh, yeah. But you dig him up, and that is...
0: Probably nothing.
1: Have Tim Allen's character search the world and end up back with his son saying, like, you're the one who needs to be the new Santa. That's how you do it. Well,
2: an interview series would be kind of hilarious. I, I do have to say,
0: an interview series. Right? Yeah, like what? like Interviews.
2: he goes on LinkedIn looking for the new Santa, and all these people are uh, interviewing for the position. I think I think that would be hilarious.
0: That would be pretty funny. At one point in the first movie, I believe his son calls it the family business. See, so but nerd bomber, your theory has legs.
2: Let me let me tell you my theory. So there's a lot of internet theories that suggest that um, in the first one, the elves put a hit on on the original Santa Claus. And, and the reason why this theory is, is, is founded is because before he even becomes Santa, you can actually spot elves scoping out the joint, you know, spying on him to, to make sure that he's a good fit. And then all of a sudden, Santa falls off the roof, wink, wink, shove, shove, And
1: dies.
2: Yeah, and dies. Yeah, he dies. Okay, and disappears. This isn't just handing off the legacy like what is being stated here. This is he died. Like that was it. And so, what this is going to do, which is kind of interesting, if he does in fact just pass it on, it's going to prove that that guy didn't need to die. And in my opinion, it's going to prove that the elves offed him. And the other thing is, or or it's going to set us up for the elves offing him again, offing the new Santa. I do have to interject
1: real quick. I did find out. So the actor who played his son, Eric Lloyd, is apparently, he's 35. So like perfect age, I think, to take on the mantle. And he hasn't really been acting. He started his own production studio. So this could be his like gateway back into acting.
0: He did a Reddit AMA some number of years ago. I believe he's also a musician. Seems like a nice kid. I say kid, but he's older than I am. You know, circling back to the Santa dying thing. That's going to be interesting how they handle that. Uh, I think the elves... I've heard the elves killed him theory before. I think it's total hooey. If only because they had three movies to revisit that and they didn't. But
2: well, why how would he passes they? the I, torch... I, that shit was buried. That's it.
0: Well, why, w- if, why, would they, why would they make it... Why would they leave hints that the elves did kill him if they weren't going to revisit it?
2: Because they're saving for the Disney Plus series.
0: I don't think that. They didn't... That's not... That's not anything. I, I think that I, I doubt that is the case but i i did interesting i don't will he die i think is a, is a good question or will he pick somebody and then like fall off the roof anyways and be like i'm just now I have to disappear now i have to die that's how it goes you know it's in the contract that's a sub clause of the contracts you have to fall off a roof and break your back and vanish i don't know as far as future santas it's probably gonna be tom holland Put but not the elf
2: needs to show up as well
1: or marky mark
0: i want marky mark robert pattinson
1: you know marky mark does do good family movies i'll throw that out there he did like Uh, instant family too old yeah will ferrell is pretty isn't he the same age as he'd be a great interview
2: interviewee he would be a fantastic interview interviewee.
0: i do i do think he'd be very good jim carrey could probably do it uh it'd be totally different Please but he's got the energy for it
1: but that's the thing. Tim Allen didn't really have the energy for it. His character in the movies was kind of like, I don't have the energy for this, but I guess I'm stuck doing this. And that was part of what made him so endearing when he finally like came he was, around and embraced Christmas.
0: Yeah, he was he was just like a naysayer. That was kind of his whole charm and shtick. And it would be interesting because if, if he's actively, actively looking for a replacement, he's not going to find that in anybody because the people he's looking to replace him will be people who are like all about Christmas, you know? I can but see that's, that's an interesting too. I love Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, by the way, man, you got to get off these shows you're doing. Have you guys seen the commercials that Rob Lowe is in right now? is it he like, in like
1: nine one one or something like that?
0: Nine one one Lone Star.
1: Hey, people love that stuff though. Like, there's he's, a reason those shows not, are still in the air.
0: He's you can tell in the commercial. He's not even trying to act. He's just like, I'm gonna show up and read the lines.
1: Maybe he You're doesn't want that, to try Rob. Maybe he just wants money.
0: He might just want money. That might be where we are. Nicolas Cage. There. The book is closed. Nicolas Cage is going to be the next Santa Claus.
1: I feel uh, like book it. he has already made one of the better Christmas movies, though. Don't tarnish the oh, Nicolas Cage Christmas Such tradition. a
0: good movie. That's an amazing movie. And if you, yeah, The Family Man. If, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, I may have mentioned this movie, too, in my Christmas video. One of the best Christmas movies ever. Definitely in my top 10 Christmas movies of all time. Probably my top five honestly that's another annual watch i Don feel like it, it goes oh.
1: under the radar
0: definitely does i think a lot of people are probably googling right now what the hell is this movie uh that I, that I just mentioned and uh i'm i'm happy about that honestly so yeah this one again no release date for this this was just announced before we move on any other future santa clauses that we need to you know who else would be good you know who has you know who's just uh, he seems like a nice guy it's a deep cut but um greg Kinnear. You know Greg Canyer?
1: Oh, yeah. That could work.
0: He'd be he'd be a great Santa. I think he's got that X factor, you know?
1: He's got the goods. You gotta
0: be nice. You gotta be... like. Because even like Tim Allen was grouchy and like he was a naysayer, but he was nice to the children, you know? That's obviously the, the number one characteristic you need probably to, p- to play this role convincingly. So Tim Allen, tweet at me. Well, no. DM me. Let me know secretly who's going to be replacing you. And I promise, wink wink, that I won't announce it on the show. Right now, we're going to go to break. We have a sponsor to shout out. But before we shout out a sponsor, we have to shout out our knights or our knights in particular, Stephen Keller. Stephen, here's to you. Your seat at the square slash rectangular table at which our knights sit is still yours. It's we kept it warm for you. Do we keep it? Do we keep the seats warm for the knights? Or is that like weird?
1: No, we, we bought we a that? bunch of those. You know how like for cats, they have that little like seat warmer thing. And it makes their bed look nice and warm and toasty. We have that in all of your seats, guys. It's great.
0: One of my girlfriends in the past. I was
1: going to say, you have multiple girlfriends? What?
0: Previous girlfriend, I bought her like a cover you put on the seat to your car. And you plug it into the cigarette lighter. And it it acts like a heated seat. Guess what happened, guys? It didn't work. Steven, we won't do that to your seat at the round table. Steven has been supporting us here on the show for quite a long time. He is a knight. He's at the peak of our subscribership uh, on patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Go check us out there. As a result of his night subscribership, he gets access to the multi-secret segment and vlog, of course, but he also gets input into the weekly game segment, which Tactic is hosting this week. I have no idea what it is. He also, of course, gets the occasional guest spot on the show, as well as this producer shout out. He's a producer. It's, it's, it's where you want to be. But if you, if you don't quite feel like you have what it takes to be a knight, it's understandable. You can be a squire i believe the squires are the people that hand the knight swords so you would like take care of the swords make sure they're sharp and everything uh you get access to the monthly secret segment and vlog of course and there's also the pages which get you access to the monthly secret segment i don't really know what the pages do i don't know google that i guess if it sounds like your cup of tea hit us up on the page level and again all these levels can be looked at i guess you can find more more of the details on that over at patreon.com slash online warriors podcast I would be remiss if I did not shout out Steven and thank him so much for all of his support on the show. He'll be coming on the show again here real soon. We look forward to that. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Thanks again to Steven. We'll take a short break now to shout out a sponsor and we'll be back to talk about Kirby. Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness? You can check out betterhelp.com listener to get some help. We're recording this episode on, statistically, this is true, I'm not making this up, the most depressing day of the year. It's called Blue Monday. It is the typically the third Monday of the month. I guess it was invented by a travel company, according to Wikipedia, but it is the most depressing day of the year. Look, this time of year, you know, the holidays are right behind us. We got the low light of winter to deal with. And uh, you may need a little pick-me-up. BetterHelp can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect to them in a safe and private online environment. You can start communicating with them very conveniently in under 48 hours. And it's not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. and You can find particular expertise you need online. They have licensed professional counselors specializing in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, or self-esteem issues. Anything you share with them is confidential, it's affordable, and there are testimonials posted daily on their site. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states, and we want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com listener. You can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot listener. Thanks to BetterHelp for helping to sponsor this show. We'll get back to the show now. All right, we are back to talk about Kirby and the Forgotten Land. This has just been announced coming to Nintendo Switch on the 25th of March in Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which looks like a 3D platforming adventure for the Switch. We join, of course, our powerful and cute hero, Kirby. Is Kirby cute? Have we decided I like, that? Cu-
1: Kirby is definitely cute.
2: He's adorable.
1: He's, he's he's
0: a pink circle.
2: I don't know. I'm not... I he's He's adorable while simultaneously being nightmare fuel, if you think about it.
0: So I have never played a Kirby game. And if that's a startling admission, I'm not sure that it should be. Are you guys Kirby natics I'm trying to figure out I've what do you call Kirby I've played multiple
2: Kirby games, both 3D and 2D platforming styles, as also the uh, racing Kirby games that I've played, where you fly around on stars. I'd say I'd say that I'm pretty privy to the Kirby Dreamland, if I may.
0: This year is the 30th anniversary of the Kirby series. It's been it's been around for a while.
1: Oh God, now, it's Kirby, as old as me, or I'm as old as Kirby. Oh, I don't like that.
0: I do know Kirby. I believe is named after the lawyer who like helped them. There was a lawyer who helped Nintendo out of a jam because Donkey Kong. I think like whatever studio did. I think it might be Universal Studios came along and was like, "That's too close to King Kong," and they were like, "No, it's not." And Universal's like, "Yes, it is." And Nintendo's like, "We need a lawyer," and they got this guy. I think his name is Jack Kirby or something like that. Jack Kirby might be the guy who worked with Stan Lee. I don't know. One of them. Uh, His name was Kirby, and they, as a thank you, they named a video game character after him. So that's the namesake. Two-player co-op play on the same system for this one. That seems like it may be a new addition. I mean, Kirby, typically, there's only one Kirby, right? So I'm enticed by that as a lover of co-op, and specifically as a lover of couch co-op, which this is. What I fear did you guys play Luigi's Mansion Three? Did you play the co-op of Luigi's Mansion Three? Yeah, 3? That, yeah that's did. what
2: I was gonna say. I'm glad you. I'm glad it wasn't you're already good. alluding that to that. Well, no, no. I mean, whoa, it, whoa, 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 whoa! It wasn't good. Oh, you heard me, Luigi's Mansion. i Fantastic. Okay, the game is
0: amazing. The game is amazing. The co-op mode was happening.
2: co-op was also fantastic. Here's here's. I thought you were gonna go down another route with this, and and I'm gonna reel it in a little bit. So, I went where I went. I'm not. I'm not gonna apologize. For yeah, and I think you should calm down a little bit. What what my one frustrating thing about? kirby is not going to be the frustrating thing about luigi's mansion because in luigi's mansion yes you didn't get two luigi's with equal power someone has to play as the jelly boy Someone, yeah, has to. but here's the here's the beauty of the way that they did that is the abilities that luigi had the jelly boy had their own special unique things that made it great
1: and it like forced you to work together yeah Like, you had to plan it out and cooperate. It wasn't just, like, two people on a screen. You had to plan, like, I'm Jelly Boy, you're not Jelly Boy, so what can I do and what can you do?
2: And both of you had the ability to suck and fight ghosts naturally. Yeah, you do. The problem that I see with this co-op is you had one person would play as Kirby and the other person would play as, generally, the generic NPCs that you see in that world. And the problem with that is... You play Luigi's mansion to enjoy sucking. You play Kirby to enjoy sucking. You're making this way if, too easy. If you're the Are you trying to are you trying to make sec, do sex stuff? No, I'm not. Would you guys stop and grow up? If you're yeah. just the generic little wobbly waddly guy, you're not going to be able to enjoy all of the abilities that Kirby has and it's going to take you're you're ultimately going to set up player 2 to be envious of player 1 is what it's doing. I wish that they would do co-op and have you be Blue Kirby, Red Kirby, Pink Kirby, Yellow Kirby, whatever the heck,
0: just do two Kirbys. Sheesh. I just I don't agree with your characterization. That, like, I remember my fiance and I played The Mansion three in co op for like ten minutes, and we were like, "This is dumb. One person has to suck." And I, and I don't, I don't mean suck like suck. I mean like they're bad. That I remember that very vividly, having that thought. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I am wrong, but I thought the co op for that game was half. I don't baked. think I you hope this it that long
2: enough then, because there are abilities that. Gooigi has that really highlight and make you excited to be player too
0: please call him jelly boy it's gooey show, 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 show some respect i want to talk about the name of i guess they're npcs waddle waddle dees apparently kirby is trying to rove around an unknown land and save waddle dees that have been kidnapped that's an amazing name big fan of that there's a new trailer for the game i just i, I don't know i is it that it's too cartoony i don't know there's something about this
2: I mean, it's true to Kirby.
0: My only exposure to Kirby is Super Smash Brothers, which is very different. But do we know what he is? What is he? It's just unincorporated matter.
1: I have no idea.
2: I used to know yeah. his backstory. Oh, God. getting science with this, but he...
1: Look up his backstory while I make a comment. I will say, like, in terms of it being too cartoony, it definitely kind of is. But I feel like that's how most Nintendo properties are. And even, like...
0: It's a fine line. Yeah, yeah, once you get
1: past the cartooniness, you can have a lot of fun with Nintendo games. And I feel like people might look down on Nintendo games in general because they're too cartoony, but they're maybe simple, but also super, super fun. Because they're they're always very tight and well done. I'm trying to think of, like, a first-party Nintendo game that wasn't really well developed. And I'm struggling to think of one.
0: Luigi's Mansion 3, to be clear... It's just amazing. It's an amazing game. It was like, when I first got my Switch, it was the first game I got that reminded me, because I hadn't played a Nintendo console in a long time, it reminded me, like, holy crap, Nintendo can get it. Like, when they when they put out a first-party game, they put out a first-party game. Like, it's just, man. Metroid Dread, same situation, for what it's worth. It's just I played it, I was like, holy crap, they still got it. Second player, you play when you play co-op, the second player plays as Bandana Waddle Dee. I mean, I'm okay with I want, that. I want that name. I want that to be my name. Can I change it? Is Legal 86, is that up for change? Can I be Bandana Waddle Dee? Go for ah, it. It's just too hard to say. It's too hard to say. Well, you could I'll, be I'll BWD. Else, BWD's not bad. Guys, March 25th, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is coming. We got a little sidetrack there, but it does look graphically impressive. It looks like a 3D platformer that you're going to get a lot out of on the Switch. So go check out the trailer for that. And uh, if you're a Kirby fan, get hyped. And also explain to me what Kirby is. Actually, Tactic, I think, you, have you been doing any research over there? Do you know what Kirby is? Do we know? It's We're all speculation
2: of his species. There's only two known that aren't clones, and it's him and Meta Knight. And even Meta Knight being a Kirby species is speculative because of the wings that he uses. I was going to fly say, as I did not even... Boop,
0: boop, boop. I know about Meta Knight. I didn't know that there was any relation. I guess it makes sense from a physical perspective, but... That's fascinating. I would have thought there would be a whole like Wikipedia about Kirby and like Kirby was formed when a asteroid crashed into a piece of bubble gum. Like, you know, that kind of thing. He looks like an asteroid crashed into a piece of bubble gum. What if he's a piece of bubble gum? Because he can inflate himself and like blowing around. He can suck other things in as bubble gum is wont to do. If you know what Kirby is or who Kirby is at online warriors, one at O W Six at O W tactic at O W nerd bomber, hit us up there. We're going to transition into what are you up to Wednesday. My my main point, I already said, I watch Crazy Rich Asians, and so you guys watch this. I You talked about this on the podcast, I believe. Yeah, I think we might have ago. seen
1: this even in theaters back when it first came out. Like, not. I don't know if we went to see it in like a Regal AMC situation, but I think we have. We love our two dollar budget theater, and if you wait like oh. an extra three weeks after a movie releases, they have it, and so awesome. I think that's where we saw it.
0: So this was a good movie it wasn't amazing like what is what what am i missing here because i I'm, when this movie came out there was it was buzz city there was hubbub about this movie and like it was perfectly good it was fine it to me it was a romantic comedy that was maybe a little above average like like I, I don't know maybe that's being too harsh but like I, I don't know how much was memorable about it
1: well i think so it, it hit, kind of hit two things. First of all, there's not a lot of rom-coms in the last like five years. There haven't been a lot of rom-coms, period. So I think that kind of helped fill the niche that needs filling. I mean, we obviously, we've been getting like Netflix and Hulu rom-coms, but they're, it's not quite the same. You know, it's not that big budget. I'm going to take my right. my mate out on Valentine's Day to go watch this movie. And also... It was, it was cool.
0: The fact that it was in Singapore was the part that was coolest. Yeah, I think... Like, Singapore is one of those places I want to know more about it. And I don't.
1: One of so the other, the other thing that it really hit on, I think was diverse representation in a movie. Like this is, yeah. I think I, I don't remember because the movie came out so long ago, but I believe it was touted as one of the first times that it was like an all Asian cast, you it know,
0: a hundred percent, I believe.
1: Mm. And it, um, one of the first times an all Asian cast movie has released in America and been successful in America. I think that was the big caveat. Cause obviously, you know, Asian nations have their own movies and, that right like obviously yes this is not the first all asian actor movie in the world but i think in terms of making it big in the western movie scene i think it was a big deal for that reason
2: yeah like let's be clear like america sucks at representation of other ethnicities i mean look at the last samurai that sh- i mean wasn't that tom cruise right like it was what?
0: tom cruise what <laughs> oh, by the way I, that's a good movie but yeah i i I also think this movie it was supposed one of the like morals it was supposed to instill was like being rich isn't isn't the best but the whole time i was watching i was like being rich is the best <laughs> like i was like this seems awesome based on a book that book series i did some googling afterwards and they are coming out with a sequel by the way
1: i've actually i've read that, it, all three books it gets wild man oh
0: yeah it, it seems like it gets well, i was like i did some uh, it was like incidental like i was googling just like crazy rotations too to see what's gonna be a thing and they're like you know, the Google, like people also search for, I don't even, I don't want to spoil anything. So I won't say what I read, but it was like, it was just like an instant spoiler of like, what that happens? What the heck? I'll watch the second one. Definitely. It's just like, I, I think I went in with expectations that were too high. Cause I heard so much about this movie when it came out. I I don't know. I just, I expected Hitch and I didn't get, I, I whenever I go into a rom-com, I'm like, maybe this will be the next Hitch. And it never is. In- invariably. It's not, it's not Hitch. I love you, Will Smith. Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty good. I, I'm, I'm probably coming down too hard on it. I just, man, I was expecting to have my socks knocked off, and my socks were on my feet at the end. Other than that, what do I have going on here? I'm continuing Spider Man. Still going. It. Tactic. When you played it, did you feel like it had lost a little bit of its luster? Some luster is lost for me. Like it's, it's weird. How far into it, it are you? I think I'm I think my progress is like 40% or something.
2: And granted, I'm like completionist. So going that's sort of how I was in the beginning where I was like, okay, well, it's it's the same and I then, you know, I started becoming goal oriented with getting all the suits and then I got ultimately got sucked yeah. into it and and I ultimately had exited with the same amount of love that I had for the first one. I don't think it lost its luster like, as as much as it got polished the more i played
1: the story takes a while to pick up from what i remember
2: there was like a quote
0: unquote reveal i don't, I don't want to say but like one of the reveals was not a
2: reveal and they made it seem like it's it was It's not a spoiler a at this point that came yeah out I, a while. are you talking about the prowler
0: yeah i'm talking about the prowler like they like they were like oh my god it's aaron davis i'm like i know that wasn't the like, big I didn't reveal i like comic that's, books
2: that much that's not the big reveal
0: the bigger yeah the bigger reveal happens before that i think and that was like i was reasonably surprised by that one but like still not that much i don't know i guess like it, it's the mechanics of the game are still super tightly wound and really good i don't like the gadgets as much that's another one of the problems i don't like the gadgets as much i miss i miss my web bombs I the skill tree also they're they're going so hard on the venom stuff which i understand because that's that's the whole miles morales thing uh, i don't like it as much as the skill tree from the last game. That much I can say definitively. But it's still super awesome. I oh, mean, I feel like I'm just raining on parades in my in my what are you up to? I'm going to I'm going to turn it over to somebody else. Tactic. Pick us up. Dust us off.
2: So, this was uh playoff weekend, so I watched a lot of football. In addition to that, I built up the frame and motors on my quadcopter and so far so good. I'm going slow. I don't want to make any wrong moves. I want to make sure that I really think about every piece, and I'm also, you know, being, I'm using small millimeter type screws, and I'm very meticulously putting them in piles, and, and just taking my time with it and making sure that Everything's accounted for, nothing's lost, nothing's stripped or cross-threaded or anything like that, but so far it's going smooth. Uh, The next step is to put in the bead controllers for the motors and then the flight controller. Then I'm basically done. I'll probably have it assembled by next week, but probably not going to do any flight testing or actually powering it up until a little bit later. Just again, going to dot all my i's and cross all my t's this was expensive and i don't want to short anything or how does that it. stuff what? like
1: if it went down in the snow i'm assuming it's not like weatherproof it. like it would be rough right
0: i i thought you were going to say you're going to wait till the weather gets nicer which this
2: is, seems like a good thing. well i was going to test it out without putting the props on you know so i can make sure that each motor oh. turns on and you know throttles up throttles down those kind of things
0: Con- control surfaces are there any control surfaces you can check or or that is that no
2: not it's possible? it's not a fixed wing there's the main control surface is just the props right It's the props yeah
0: i was gonna cause i was gonna ask if i should expect to look out my window in the near future and just see a drone sitting there watching me it sounds like no no so you're still too safe far for, a while. for that.
2: right now it's it's only going to be piloted via radio control which that's line of sight flight so
1: but nothing, like in theory you far. could like put some sort of i don't know I, I don't know enough about this. I'm an engineer, I swear. But like you could kind of do like a, a cell phone sort of dealio where then you could connect over a cell tower and control it over long distances, correct?
0: So, Or the, you could just drive drive to my apartment.
2: The goal is to do waypoint GPS via transmitter. But even that, once it loses connection with the ground station, it's set to come back home. So you're talking maybe a mile, two miles radius? So I we'll mean, drive two good.
1: miles away from Illegal's house and then do it.
2: Right.
0: And I'll be like, what? And I'll be like, right away, I'll be like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Tactic finishes drone. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it.
2: it's coming along well. That's basically nice. all I have. This has been kind of an uneventful week. Nerd bomber. Nerd bomber. All what right. do you have?
1: So first of all, on Friday night, uh, the Gate Leapers podcast invited Tactic and I on to do oh, a yeah. fun That's Borderlands-style fun. Style trivia show which was super, super fun. I think that's coming out next week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Really appreciated them having us. It was so much fun. Learned a lot about Borderlands. And
2: I just have to say, and, and sorry to cut you off, but, but with that podcast, I have decided I should really be on the creative team for the Borderlands franchise. I just... I can't toot my own horn enough.
1: Yeah, he had some some really fun, creative ideas. So if you're interested, definitely check out the Gate Leapers podcast. I think they said it would be dropping sometime in the next few weeks. And then the other thing that's been taking up a lot of my time, other than, you know, watching playoff football and watching my least favorite team in the league get absolutely spanked. And I
0: was going to say, did you see that game? where i I mean there was a lot of spankings this weekend but the bills
1: the patriots fans historic were all over twitter crying and i was drinking their tears i'm sorry if you're a listener and you're a patriots fan but i feel like 20 years of dominance has made me unhappy with the patriots so welcome to the club of league failure (laughs)
0: league wide i think that's probably not an unpopular sentiment but i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong but I mean, the like, uh, the, I can you imagine being at that stadium too? How cold it was! I I was I, I, I watched miserable. that game kickoff. They couldn't even temperature cry. It was like it was just free. It was like windshield, windshield. was like minus five. It's like God, those fans are nuts.
1: Meanwhile, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the bearded wonder who's been on like half the teams in the NFL, was there shirtless, just going hard. Be so good for him.
0: Make make that man the mayor of somewhere. I don't even know where he's a mayor. He's but a he's never to
2: out. wear a shirt, just trench coat and,
1: and shirtless. And a big beard.
0: Even when he's not wearing a shirt, he's got a sweater, so.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: So, other than watching football, um, I've been reading the Shades of Magic trilogy, which is a series by V.E. Schwab. You might recognize her from The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which is a book that's been pretty much on all of the like best book charts, uh, I think, from the last year. Maybe it was two years ago. I don't know. It's been everywhere. So, if you... Keep it tabs on any of the big books. Like, you'll probably recognize that title, that name. She actually wrote primarily writes like fantasy style books. And so, my parents got me for Christmas the Shades of Magic trilogy. And I am now two books deep on the verge of finishing the second book. And, you know, fantasy and magic and stuff is really my forte. That's one of the genres that I like to read a lot of. And these books are great. I'm trying to think, like, there is pirate stuff in them there's like elemental magic akin to like avatar the last airbender they're like elemental benders um there's like parallel universes so the general gist of the book is that there are four different basically parallel universes and london is like the the one staple of all four universes that are the same And the portals between all of the different worlds have been shut off because one of the worlds had so much magic that it basically ate itself alive. So to stop that from kind of spreading to the other dimensions, they shut the portals. People can't go between portals. And so there's, they call them different colors. So like Red London is the magic. London. Um, Black London is the dead London that kind of imploded. White London is one that's like kind of had magic, but is now starving. And then Grey London is kind of like our world. And so there's only like a few people who can traverse worlds and go back and forth. And it's kind of just like an intersection of all of these characters from different worlds coming together, how they're able to control elements. There's like big elemental battles and fights. I don't know. It's super good. I'm not doing it justice, but it's a super. Great series by a really well-known and well-respected author, and definitely give it a give it a go because I think I started reading it last week and I've blown through two books, and there's three. So
0: it's reading season for for the nerd bomber. Is that is that a fair assessment? I feel it's like weird.
1: Like I go through slamming seasons. books. So. I would say right around Christmas time and then summertime are my peak reading season. But like this is also my gaming season. So it's a, it's a really interesting balance because we're also still playing like Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. I feel like we talked about that last week and I don't have a lot more to add on that. But somehow, I don't know, I think being inside or being in my pool, those are my two big reading things. When like spring and fall come around, I feel like I've got too much going on because, you know, we're like... Right taking care of business yeah there's just a lot going on so (laughs)
0: taking care of business wow well you know there's like
1: those are like the transitional seasons so you're like pulling stuff out and getting your yard ready or putting stuff away and getting ready for winter you know there's just a lot happening and holidays and all that kind of jazz right
0: there's the harvests and Mm -hmm. everything well keep reading Guys, reading's good for you. Can that be our PSA? I know it comes at the end of the... Well, no, Tactic gives the advice. Tactic will give the advice later.
2: But that's just... That's side advice. Just go read a book. It's good for you.
1: It's good for the brain.
2: Tactic, you have a quiz. I do. And the topic is Edgar Allan Poe trivia. Ooh. The raven saith something. Because you want to know why? His birthday's coming up. His birthday's the 19th. Hmm. And this might come up
0: in the quiz. I watched a whole video shout out to buzzfeed unsolved amazing video like series by the way about how he died a lot of mystery surrounding how he died there is Uh, and we'll get into legitimately
2: yeah okay go ahead so as i said his birthday is coming up it is it is january 19th what year was he born and we'll start with we'll start with illegal
0: yeah uh this was i think he was i think he was too young to be in the civil war but he was close 1854 he was 11 when the civil war was like really civil war and i think that's what the math what happens 1854
1: i feel like it was before that i'm gonna say 1600 to give myself a big enough buffer but i think it was definitely before that i just don't want to go i don't want to bust
2: so that was a smart move he was born january 19th 1809 so nerd bomber gets it oh boy i wasn't even close this is going really well so far So he lived a life. And with that, how old was he when he died?
1: Back in the day, they didn't live that long, right? And didn't he have, he died of some like, it wasn't natural causes. Something like happened. I I feel like I learned this at some point in like English class back in the day, but I don't remember. You might have
0: watched the video. You might have watched the video that I watched.
1: I feel like I'm going to lose this. I'm going to say 50. I don't know.
0: Oh, he's way younger than that. (laughs) He was like 30 or something. I'm I'm going to say uh I'm going to say 20, but that obviously it's undercutting it, but
2: yeah. Oh yeah, really it's done. severely undercutting it. Um so he was 40. He died October 7th, 1849, and it was some of the causes include just he, alcoholism. He some say suicide, some say rabies. There's all sorts of different theories.
0: It's quite He a, was found he was found unconscious, basically half dead, outside of a polling place. People think he might have been forced to vote. Like, there, it's just—it's the most interesting story in the world. You should go watch that video. I'm serious. Anyway, just one to one. I—I close the gap.
2: So one of the things he's—he's he's most known for is his poem, "The Raven." In this poem, how many times is the word "nevermore" used? Oh, that's a great question.
0: This is a good quiz question. This is top top tier. Uh, I'm gonna blow it. But I'm going to say 13 because that's a fun number. And it seems like a very Edgar Allan Poe thing to do, to have it 13 times.
1: That's a really good answer. He said it in threes a lot, right? I'm trying to remember.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. I've read the poem like once or twice for school, probably.
1: Did it? Uh, he either said it in threes every time or just at the end said it in threes. Oh.
0: I think the raven, the raven quoth, like he quotes there's, I think that word is in there, "quoth," but I might be making that up. Anyways, good
2: luck.
1: I'm gonna say, screw it. I'm gonna say 14. What do I have to lose?
2: That's garbage. So you both busted. Oh, it was said 11 times.
0: Oh man, my other well,
1: answer okay, was, was gonna be nine. I screwed myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why. Po- you
0: just didn't go low. Keep it safe. You wasted the plus one. That's that's that's
2: critical for for the team here. Okay, so, so we're, we we're all two, two tied up in one bust. Right. In 1836, Poe married his cousin, Virginia Clem.
1: Oh, I forgot this was a thing.
2: How old was yeah. she when they wed?
1: I feel like that. Ba- I keep saying back in the day, but they used to wed their women young. I'm going to say she was 17.
2: It's
0: younger. This, I, they, this came up in the video. This is gross. I'm going to say 10 because I think it's like 13. Or
1: no. Something. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, was it 13. Yeah, she was 13 years old. And yeah. Sadly, she died of tuberculosis 11 years later.
0: So just all around just just terrible. Okay, good. Well, not good, but I, I, I got the question right. So that's
2: good. All right, so last question. Nerd Bomber, you have to get this right just to tie it all up.
0: But see, I screwed myself because I, I had a plus one and I didn't use it. So anyways.
2: Between 1949 and what year was a bottle of cognac and three roses left at Poe's original grave marker every January 19th by an unknown visitor, affectionately referred to as the Poe Toaster? Yes, yeah, so I
0: heard about this too, but I don't I don't remember the years. So, presumably, if I, my math is right, it started at the, at the 100th anniversary of his death uh, 1979. This was 30 years someone did this.
1: I don't think this ended, but I'm going to say... 1999, but I think it's probably still happening now. I feel like because you know, when people do this, and then even if like maybe it'll stop it a year on. and then they pass it on.
2: So, Nerd Bomber tied it all up, it has stopped, it ended in 2009. But with that guess, she's still in it. This is garbage. I should have used my plus one.
0: Let's continue.
1: You went first, What's
0: the tiebreaker. I know, but I'm saying I should have used it earlier so
2: I, I wouldn't be in this situation. Uh, okay. That it's tiebreaker town. So this is going to be a text in. As you know, Poe lived a happy, rich, fulfilling life. How much did Poe earn in his lifetime?
1: Is this a text in?
2: Yes, it's a text in. You know what? Screw it. How much did he earn in his lifetime in the 1800s? And then I'll tell you what the inflation is.
0: Okay, my answer's in. I'm very confident. If
2: I if I if I blow this, I'm going to be upset.
1: I'm not confident at all.
2: So nerd bomber busted, but she was significantly closer he earned $6200 which accounted for inflation is the equivalent of $191,000 in his entire lifetime.
0: Yeah, I, I I knew it was way too low. Uh, he didn't his stuff didn't sell until after he died. He was one of those people. Now granted I came in super low at $100, but I, like, I said
1: 10,000. I just figured like even odd jobs and stuff he like made some money.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was like he was not successful. No, yeah, no, he was miserable. Pe- he was. Broke. People didn't like his stuff. Like yeah. when I said happy, rich, fulfilling. No, this I was reading about this. I was like, this this guy is just a. It was sad, rough, yeah. Sad sap. He had a he had a, he had a rough go of it. There's no doubt. Oh yeah, and, and it's not even anything against him. Like his his mom died. His dad pieced.
0: Yeah, like, it just whew. like
2: didn't work out. He couldn't afford college.
0: Cousin. I would say marrying the cousin was his fault though. Yeah, that's on him. Like that's on him. Should should shouldn't have done that. Well, here we are again. Some things change, some things stay the same. Illegal 86 is 2 and 0 on the year in quizzes. Nerd bomber 0 and 2. Tactic on 1 and 1
2: in quizzes. Yeah. Some things
0: some things do change. Happy in the middle. So next week I will be hosting Quiz Topic TBD. Uh, but be on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of the Online Warriors podcast. We want to thank Stephen, our producer, again. We want to thank our sponsor again. We want to thank all of you for being here. Head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Our handles have been mentioned in the episode. Chat with us there. Uh, and uh, tactic, take us out with some, uh, with a tech tip. Can we call it that? Sure. I don't know if we decide um, that, but... Life's intense. Bring a bring a camper all right uh
1: (laughs) i feel like bring a sleeping bag would have been better
0: (laughs) no no buy a camper and bring it i i I like that be be maybe a little fiscally irresponsible and bring a camper because life is intense i I did just get to the pun it took me that long but I'm, i'm there so uh we'll see you next week